Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for downloading this episode um, this fabulous Tuesday, and I sure appreciate you subscribing to the podcast, sharing the podcast, um, whatever gets the word about the podcast out, (laughs) please uh, do it. And with my extreme gratitude, um, I believe as I'm recording this, this is episode 71 of the podcast. Ooh, maybe 72. So um, we're getting on a year and a half into the podcast and I enjoy doing it so much. Thank you for listening. Please reach out with any uh, topic suggestions you have, comments, concerns, and thank you so much for listening. I wanted to talk in this week's episode about like a big picture topic that everybody deals with in their personal life, but um, still one that is important, (laughs) and it's about change and about being open to change and how to deal with change. Um, And, you know, this can apply to so many things, you know, in your business and, of course, personal life. But um, I'm going to kind of focus on uh, programs and things going on with the LSA, but I think about change a lot with with my showroom business and, you know, quite honestly, how do we change to keep to keep going, to keep succeeding, to keep thriving. Um, I found a few quotes about change that I'm going to intersperse in, in this episode, but my the favorite one I came up with at the top was it's attributed to Socrates, whether that's true or not. It's hard to tell on the internet sometimes, but apparently Socrates in one of his writings said, the secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. And that really resonated with me as that is definitely something that I um, work at all the time. And uh, for those of you that are familiar with the kind of the start of the Lighting Showroom Association, if you want to think back to that original Facebook group that I started, I believe it was in 2016, might have been 2017. But um, I'm pretty sure it was 2016, and it is 2022. So six years now I've been working on this passion project (laughs) uh, for our lighting industry, lighting and fan industry, and that sort of blows my mind. But if you think back to that original Facebook group that I had called um, the Lighting Showroom Coalition, um, there was a lot of flaws in that group, but if you really want to... sit with the idea of change and, you know, thinking about things like this group. Um, when was the last time that something captured the collective interest of our industry the way that original Facebook group did? I mean, it blew all my mind, especially, I think it blew a lot of our minds. But it was something as simple as this online discussion forum where our entire industry was captivated by it. And I don't say that to toot my own horn. I don't say that lightly. But it was absolutely astonishing to me at how much 
need there was for a place to talk and discuss and how much we were all as showrooms and as manufacturers. And um, I apologize for all of the gaps in my knowledge, but there was clearly this real visceral need of a place to understand that we are not alone in our challenges and that there are a lot of challenges in this uh, business path, (laughs) Uh, many of which weren't there uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, It's just the world has changed and moved on, and we are all trying to keep up with it. Um, of my, the next quote I, I'm going to read to you, it's attributed to somebody named, um, C joy bell C. I don't know if I don't know anything about that person, but I wanted to definitely give them the attribution, but the quote, um, resonated me. It said, uh, we can't be afraid of change. You may feel very secure in the pond that you're in, but if you never venture out of it, you will never know that there is such a thing as an ocean, a sea. I really liked that because uh, that's definitely what happened with me when that showroom coalition Facebook group took off. Um, I thought I was in this little pond (laughs) all by myself and then all of a sudden realized, oh, there's this whole world of people that have similar issues, similar problems. Uh, There is a whole ocean of things out there that I was not previously aware of. And I will be forever grateful um, on a personal and professional level to have even just stumbled into that, however accidentally it happened. Um, And that original Facebook group, to its credit, definitely led to some changes in our industry. Now, I have to say most of them at this point are pretty subtle changes. Um, <laughs> the biggest one, I think, would be the creation of the Lighting Showroom Association, the nonprofit, nonprofit trade association that um, supports this podcast and many other programs. Um, and we sure love all of our LSA members, manufacturers and showrooms alike. And we have been growing again lately. So that's super exciting. But the LSA has aimed since its inception to fill some of the voids that were noted, that were discovered (laughs) via the Showroom Coalition Facebook group. And, you know, a big one being, I've talked about it before, just knowing that you're not alone out there, having a network of other people to uh, discuss issues with, to bounce ideas off of, to just learn from. Um, And that was definitely something that has been lacking in our industry. Everyone is just so siloed, so independent. And um, there's been a real sort of hesitation to cross boundaries in terms of just speaking openly and honestly with people about what might be working, what what might be isn't working for their business. Um, and I, I just think the more we can um, just share our best practices with one another, the stronger we all become and somebody else's best practices aren't necessarily going to be mine, but there might be something I can learn from them or something I think to reevaluate. 
And I just think that we have come to this place as an industry we are where we are really, really in need. And I don't say that lightly. I believe we are in need of broad industry-wide initiatives and actions to support the independent lighting showroom. We're not here to complain. We're not here to talk about, you know, whatever things annoying us this week. Um, I've been prone to do that and I can't promise I'll never do it again, but (laughs) I'm really, really trying to focus so much right now on positive change, on positive interaction, on this concept that as an industry, we really need to come together. We need to come together now. We can still be competitors and also learn from each other and grow. There's nothing about competition that is bad. It should actually egg all of us on to do better, to be better, to strengthen our businesses, to get rid of the things that are holding us back, throw off the chains. Let's learn from one another and push our businesses forward. And I think we have been too, too long pointing fingers at one another you to me, me to you, that to that person over there, and waiting for somebody else to do it, waiting for something bigger, better, whatever to happen. But we need to understand at some basic level, our cottage industry, which is a very big cottage industry, but it's a cottage industry. It It wants to succeed. It wants to grow. There is a forever place for us in people's homes. How amazing is that? People are always going to need lights. People are always going to want, in most parts of this, you know, nation, fans. How amazing is that? How valuable is that? How many things... Do you see on the news, new products, new whatever on Amazon? Like, like it's amazing. What we have is so incredibly valuable. Now, why do we not push through the resistance to change in our industry and really show the world what a tremendous group of people this is and how we can really put aside our differences, put aside the fact that we can compete and uh, just grow and show the whole world, show the whole home furnishings industry. I don't care if we show the fashion industry, show the whole world about how people that are committed to what the, the products and services that they're offering, when we find a baseline way to support that entire operation, We only strengthen the entire industry. And by strengthen, I mean sell more. (laughs) I mean it just as plain as that. I want us to be strengthened because I want us to sell more. You have to remember, I also own an independent lighting showroom. And to some degree, uh, this is self-serving, right? I'll be very upfront about that because I want my business to be stronger. I want it to succeed. I want to sell more. I want to jump into the next 
you know, sales category in terms of volume. I want to be able to sit, pass down my business to future owners of it. I don't want the lighting and fan industry and my brand and my business to end with me. I want it to transition to the next group and hopefully the group beyond that, because what we have is something that people will need for the for at least the foreseeable future, probably longer than that. So I just think we need to put down this resistance of change. I think we need to abandon this fear that we have that we're going to lose something of value by changing as an industry. Let me really think about this. What is it that you fear you will lose? What, what's the worst that could happen if we try new things as an industry, as we tweak programs, as we try to launch out some exciting new initiatives? What's the thing to be afraid of? I understand a lot of us are corporations and there's budgets and strategies and uh, you know, long range planning that was done, you know, uh, 12 months ago, two years ago, I get that like not everything is as nimble as we would like it to be. And change can be made on the spot, Lisa, just cause you asked for it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not with my head in the sand over here, but I will say I'm five years in six years in, in pushing on a lot of these topics that's certainly enough time for us to have thought through changes that we could make to strengthen our industry. And I'm not saying there haven't been any, please don't misunderstand me, but I am saying that there is more that we can do that we're not tapping into. And it's not all my ideas. There's plenty of great ideas out there. I'm not just championing championing things I mentioned in this podcast or things that the Lighting Showroom Association is doing. There's plenty of opportunity there. And what harm is there in strengthening the core of our industry? What harm is there in investing in new strategies and programs that support the core of our industry? What harm is there in letting go of some of the programs and offerings that you've literally been doing for 50 years, 40 years, 20 years? What is the harm in understanding that there is a time of evolution here and we need to maybe reevaluate things we've been doing for the past 20 years, and we can find new ways to generate mutual success. We can find ways to compete, but also play off of each other's successes, because that's where the real value of competition is in my eyes. It's learning from one another's successes by working just a little harder by tweaking this thing here. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example from my own business. <laughs> so I know that in order to um, compete in my marketplace, I need to really lean into this concept of designer goods, of designer lighting, designer fans. Um, it's been something I have been weak at in the past. I haven't 
I have wanted to stay away from that concept because I felt like other businesses in my geographic area had that market covered. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a me too. I didn't want to take it over. But at some point I was like, well, let me give this a shot. And what I learned was that designer concept isn't really appealing to just designers themselves, interior designers. It's appealing to homeowners. They want to be able to go shop on their own, but feel like they're doing it with a designer without actually having to pay one. So when you lean into this concept of designer goods, um, without necessarily having to like hire a designer, um, the public resonated with that in a way that was very unexpected to me. It got more general appeal than I was expecting. And this whole concept came from competition. My competition was encouraging me with their success to find a better way to promote my business. And that's what I did. And I'm not saying, you know, it's been magical. (laughs) It didn't happen overnight. This is a messaging that we've been working on for a long time and I'm still working on it and trying to improve it. But it, but it wasn't born out of, um, fear or being afraid to change. It was, you know, let's do this. Let's achieve this change. Let's find a way to do this. I, um, read one of the, I don't think I have a full quote on this, but I, hold on, let me double check. Nope, I don't. But, uh, I was in some of my reading, I was doing preparing for this podcast. Um, I read that achieving change requires relentless commitment and man, does that resonate with me? Um, the, uh, going along with it, there's a quote from Margaret Mead that says, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. This relentless commitment to a passion, to something that is so important to you, um, not just maybe on a personal level, but on a professional level and, uh, in a, in a big, in a big, bigger than just I am way <laughs> that came out wrong <laughs> in an idealistic way. I'm not sure, but this is, uh, it does require this like relentless passion and drive. And I'll be the first to tell you, I run out of steam. Sometimes I get to where I'm like, Ugh, I'm over it. No one's listening anyway. And then I get a a message from the podcast platform that tells me, you know, we have 6,500 downloads of the podcast. Um, I just, you know, go to Lightovation and get a couple pats on the back about, you know, thank you for, you know, doing what you're doing. I don't always agree with you, but at least you're doing it. And then I, I feel encouraged and all of that helps me personally. But what I realized is maybe I needed to amplify that message for all of you so that you could hear that these changes, this discussion, this trying something new is not something to be afraid of, that it is time for it, that our industry is ripe for it. We are ready for it. We are ready for a doubling down on what got us here today. And I mean this in the very nicest way possible, but what got us here today was not 
online distribution via Wayfair or insert whatever brand you'd like. That is not what got us here today. And I think we really need to double, redouble our efforts on what did coming off of a couple really strong years of sales. We all see in the future uh, a potential softening of purchasing of our goods. I don't think it's a scary level. I think it's just a potential that by the end of this year, going into next year, demand is going to decrease ever so slightly. So now extra is the time to make sure that the independent lighting showroom distribution channel is set up to more than excel in a softening market, one that isn't going to go away, but might soften a bit, but doesn't have to. If we can find ways to sell better through the independent lighting showroom, through these people that you see in Dallas that are so committed or wherever you go to market, these people are so committed. They take time away from their stores, from their brick and mortar businesses to come spend three, four, five days with you because it is important to what we do back in the showroom. We don't uh, just set a meeting where, you know, you know, we're, whatever XYZ big e-com company, we're going to come meet with you at 10 a.m. you know, to give you our demands for the year? It's a whole different aspect when you're coming from the showroom side and from the sales agents as well that are also spending a lot of time and money to really improve this channel. So let's do it. Let's stop being afraid of change. Let's be open to it. The whatever perceived risk or fear is there, um, this resistance, this tension about, oh, I don't know if I want to step outside the box and try this new thing, whatever that new thing is, I say go for it. Let's give it a whirl. What harm could really come if you're thoughtful about it? I think the upsides could be tremendous. And I think I will tell you one thing, if I have learned one thing in my five or six years, whatever it is of being in this world with all these voices coming at me, it's that showrooms are craving the support of their businesses from their business partners, craving it. We want to be engaged with you all. I know sometimes showrooms are petty. Sometimes they're complainies. I get it. I get it. But don't let, just like on social media, don't let those few negative naysayers color the whole bunch because I tell you what, independent lighting showrooms are craving the support of their manufacturer partners and any movements to re-engage with this showroom community and to uh, help really improve our efforts at salesmanship of your products through our distribution channel. Oh my gosh, the first people to jump on board with really doing this in an aggressive way. You will have so much loyalty from the showroom community. I would bet my life savings on it. Thank you all so much for listening Spend a little time this next week thinking about change, why it's so fearful, what we can do to become better, to grow our businesses together, and to stop being so afraid to just make the next step. 
because in my mind, we make the next step or we live in this limbo until we peter out. Nobody wants that. Let's not do that. Let's find ways to really move it forward and to move it forward as an industry together, still competing, still working towards our own individual success, but with a group effort to really move the needle and get back to the core of who we are and what we do as an industry. All right, y'all, everyone take care. I'll talk to you next time.